On this week's episode of the High Impact Man podcast, we're going to hear from a man by the name of Bill Simpson, who goes by Wallball in the gloom amongst his F3 brothers. And he is the current Nantan out at F3 Glacier uh, out in Montana. And he's going to share a great message of just how he got started with F3, um, just kind of like becoming a leader within his local region uh, down in Atlanta and eventually making his way, chasing a dream and just finally saying, hey, we're going to do this. And that do this thing was moving to Montana from Atlanta and going out there and eventually you know, getting his own business started and, and launching F3 Glacier and serving as an Antan out there. So he's going to share a message of just do it. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Woo, here we go again, dial up with another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. It's a little bit happier Nan Cave this week. I think uh, two episodes ago, probably it was now, <clears throat> mentioned that um, <clears throat> my daughter's little doggy, Ellie, got lost up in the mountains yeah. of central Pennsylvania, and, uh, and I asked the nation to pray, and so now I'm happy to report that um, as of this recording, this episode won't air for, for a few weeks, but uh, as of this recording, Ellie just made her way back home, Woo-hoo. showed up on the porch five days after disappearing, after multiple sightings on the mountain by yeah. various people. <clears throat> this little 25-pound dog survived out there for five nights in 90-degree uh, weather and humidity here in central PA, and she made it home. When people quit looking for her, yeah, she came home. Yeah, exactly. Right. She got exhausted and hungry and said, I think I had it better back there. She covered some miles. <clears throat> she did. Where I'm, all the sightings were. Like, she covered some some ground. Yeah, I'm surprised that she could find her way home, but I guess dogs do that. Uh, somehow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she's back. So, all you out there in F3 Nation who heard that podcast and asked for prayers for little Ellie, uh, they've been answered, and she's home safe and sound again, and she's still a menace. She's still a spaz, but <laughs> anyway, she's back. <laughs> Should we uh, talk about your thoughts at some points where it was like, <laughs> oh, a double-edged will, sword. If and, she wants to run away, just let her go, yeah. right? <laughs> if she thinks she's better off out here, then let uh, her be out here. She's part mountain dog. Go live on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like dogs. I just don't like living with them, but that's my daughter's dog. However, I am then babysitting dogs for a while, and anyway. And you got your own, too. She is cute, and she always comes and lays on me, and yeah, whatever, but. She's back. Yeah. Little Ellie. Uh, my name is Nevin Gorky. I'm your host of this here podcast. Uh, the F3 guys know me as DFib. I'm joined, as always, by Troy Klinger. Already said his name, but his F3 name is Dial Up. For those who don't know what F3 is, it stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. It's a free outdoor workout for men that acts as a leadership development program. We get out in the gloom, usually early morning hours, in any weather. Always has to be outside. And we go hard after it in our workouts, and everybody has to take their turn leading the workout. And we have our guest today. He's an F3 man. His F3 name is Wallball. Real name is Bill Simpson. He's out there in big sky country. And uh, we're happy to have him back again because he was one of the other episodes. You may have heard us say this two episodes ago. One of the other episodes that was recorded once before and we lost the darn chip. So we're going to redo here with Wallball. Wallball, thanks for being willing to come back again. Oh, of course. I, I uh, hopefully I'll get it right this time. It was all messed up. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's always good to have a redo, right? Where it was great the first time, folks, but you know, it's always good to have a little practice, right? Yeah. Hopefully, we cover all the good stuff and add some more good stuff. Yeah, and at my age, I forget everything we talked about anyway, so it's all going to be new to me. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that before we started recording, right? Yeah, how our uh, as we get older, uh, we our memory doesn't act quite the same. Anyway, Wellball was filling us in on the uh, reminder app on their phones, which if you have it out there, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it though. Dial up. I'm I'm resisting. That's fine. I need to stress my brain a little bit more and suffer the consequences for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, even if he did want to do it, he'd probably just forget to right to do it anyway. Got to remember <laughs> to set it first, right? Yeah, that's I'm, right. That's right. Yeah, I have to check out the remind app. I've never I've never used that. I just use the calendar and double reminders on that for anything important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have a wife. And you have a wife. 
<laughs> who yell at you when you forget. Yes. All right. Yeah. That's always the consequence. All right. Well, Wallball, tell us, <clears throat> tell everybody out there um, how long ago and how you got involved uh, with F3 and who EH'd you and how you got your name Wallball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I uh, originally, uh, I guess this was probably going back five years or so. I was I was pretty active, but I was I was just playing basketball and and running basically. I did a little, I did some triathlons. A little biking, a little swimming here and there, but, uh, that, you know, that, that was it. Um, and, uh, you know, standard guy, wake up, go to work, work out, come home, go to sleep, do it again the next day. Right. Yeah. Uh, married guy, uh, you know, I was married, but this was all before four kids and then you get kids and you run out of time to, to do some of those things. Right. Um, but, uh, it seemed like every time I'd go play basketball or I'd go for a run that I'd, I'd have some serious pain in my knee. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I'd go to the doctor and they'd tell me to stay off of it and they'd give me some physical therapy exercise. You know, I'd go to physical therapy once a week and they'd give me a bunch of exercises to do for my leg to strengthen it up. And, um, you know, so then it'd be good and I'd get released to go back to activity and I'd go to activity for a month and then it would happen again and I'd go back. A doctor, you know, I thought we fixed this, you know, and he's like, <laughs> oh, well, did you? doing your therapy it's like well no they released me he's like all right we'll go back to therapy and you know do the same stuff again and so after two or three rounds of that i kind of figured well you know i just need to you know do some strength training here actually you know do something more than just running and 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 playing basketball and wearing my my body out Mm -hmm. and and take a you know a little more well-rounded care um and so i started going to i started working out with a buddy uh, at, at a gym and you know, that kind of worked for a while and then, you know, it, it, it kind of fizzled out, but it, it, it was kind of fizzling out about the same time that uh, turbine from F3 alpha, um, down outside of Atlanta, he, uh, he, he EH'd me and had been on me for a while and I was kind of resi- you know, hesitant. Oh, it's too early in the morning. I'm not a morning yeah. person. I don't want to do this. And never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, I finally, I finally gave it a shot after realizing I needed to, to kind of prehab my knee, you know, just kind of do the exercises before I hurt myself um, and have to have to fix it on the back end. Right. And so that was kind of my motivation and, um, you know, kind of timed up pretty well with, with Turbine and, and his uh, invitations, uh, multiple invitations. It took a few. Um, and finally, I called him. I was like, all right, I've been thinking about it. I need this let's go do it. Um, and so, you know, he, he, uh, he came out, was there for me first, first post. Um, but we lived a couple counties away. He was an old college buddy of mine. And, and, uh, um, so he got me started and then, um, you know, kind of, kind of went, went, you know, took it, you know, the local guys took it from there and, uh, kept going back. That was probably, uh, when was that? That was in the fall, I think, late fall of 2019, I believe it was. Yeah. And, and then, um, you know, I, the, it, it was a relatively small region at the time. It was, I think there was Monday, Wednesday, Friday workouts, uh, maybe 20 guys in the, in the region, maybe, you know, probably about 20 guys, I'd say. Um, and then, you know, come... Early 2020, the current Nantan had had reached out to me and was like, "Hey, you want to be Nantan?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, "Whoa, hey, we're moving a little fast here, aren't we?" Um, you know, without any other previous uh, F3 experience, just a few months in, and um, you know that, that conversation started, and um, so I uh, at that time I knew. Um, or I, I was pretty serious. I'm, I'm in, as you guys mentioned, I'm in Montana now. Um, I knew that, that we were headed this direction. My wife and I had kind of already started moving in this direction, you know, kind of putting things in place to get out here. And so I was pretty open with that conversation or pretty open in that conversation with, with the Nantan, uh, regarding that. And he said, well, that's fine. You know, you, you can have it for you know, six or nine months, whatever it was. And then we'll figure it out, you know, at the end of the year when, when you leave. And so, um, I took over as Nantan of F3 West Cobb, which is in Northwest Atlanta. Um, 
you know, that was, yeah, right in the middle of COVID. That was like May or June of 2020. Um, but as you guys probably experienced, there was a big, you know, growth in F3 during that time, just with all the, everybody, you know, not able to go to the gym or really do too much. And yeah, we actually, we actually launched, we actually launched right in the beginning of the pandemic. That's what we launched our region then. Yeah. We had a, uh, I put together an SLT, but we hadn't met yet. And right before we were going to have our, our big launch, uh, the pandemic hit. And so we had to do it virtually for a couple months until we finally got together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, it's funny you mentioned that I forgot all about the virtual workouts because we had a few of those or a few hybrid where some guys were virtual, some guys were, you know, live or, you know, in, in person. Um, and, and we would just kind of set up a computer or whatever and, you know, zoom it back or, you know, whatever it was back to the guys that were logged in virtually. I say, yeah, I forgot about that. That was one of the, one of the, the neat, uh, or, or, you know, ways we had to work around it, I guess, yeah. and, you know, during COVID, but. Um, so, so you, so, moved, so you moved you up know, to, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you moved up to Nantan pretty quick. Um, were you one of those guys like was just all in, like you went to your first workout and just totally embraced the culture right off the bat or did it take a little while no, to grow or no, I was, I was kind of a, I don't know, kind of just tip, you know, one foot in one foot out for a little bit. Um, at least probably for the, you know, the last few months of 2019. Cause at that point I was still working out with my buddy, you know, we go to the gym two or three days a week and the other you know, two or three days, I'd, I'd go to F3. And then I want to say at the end of the year, um, just kind of when, when that fizzled out and, you know, he got too busy and we couldn't sync up our schedules anymore. So I, I started going to F3 probably, you know, three days a week early on. And to be honest, I was a little, I don't know, I'm always kind of a kind of cynical guy myself and always kind of like, well, hey, what's the spin here? Like, what's the you know, what's the catch, you yeah. know, kind of always what I'm, I'm looking for, you know, what's the motive here. And so I always, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, to me, it was almost like it was like some, there was like some prank that was going to happen or like, you know, <laughs> it wasn't real or, you know, it's like, this is, this is, I don't know. And, and, and so it took me a while to be honest. I think, you know, kind of one foot in, one foot out, um, gave me that time period to where once I did kind of go all in, I was, all in probably by January or whatever, you know, December, January, whenever it was that, uh, the going to the gym stuff kind of mm-hmm. fell apart. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just, a, it, it worked out great. Cause you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to go to the gym during COVID anyways. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of worked out pretty well. And then, um, yeah, during, during 2020, our region got real big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once I guess all the lockdowns went away and people could, you know, or, or at least got a little more comfortable getting out. Um, we got pretty big, ended up going to six days a week, probably spread across, I think six different AOs, six different locations at that point. Um, and you know, guys, it was just kind of obvious. It's kind of cool. You know, that's what guys needed, yeah. you know, especially during that time of, of kind of isolation and, and yeah. loneliness. Yeah. Um, and, and just kind of mental confusion for a lot. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool just to see, uh, you know, the growth, you know, just how men in general kind of responded, um, during, during that time, during, you know, throughout 2020. Um, how did you get your name? How'd you get the name wall ball? Oh yeah. So wall ball, um, it, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a, obviously it's too, kind of a compound word here, nothing related to the exercise wall ball right. <laughs> um, where you throw where you throw the heavy bags or heavy balls off of the wall. Um, I wish I was that cool. Uh, nothing related to the tennis ball game where you throw the ball off the wall and try to hit your friend. Um, <laughs> uh, we actually just played that with, with uh, on a camping trip this weekend with, with my son and some of his friends. We had a big family group. So, <laughs> Um, they thought it was hilarious because it was, it was a lot of F3 guys and 2.0s that, that had come out. And so they thought that was really funny that my name was wall ball and I was playing wall ball. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyways, my name came from, um, the wall portion came from, I'm a, uh, retaining wall designer. That's kind of my, my specialty. I'm a civil engineer, kind of structural geotech hybrid combo engineer. Uh, so I design earth structures, retaining walls and, um, and the ball portion came from, uh, my dad was a, 
PE teacher and uh, three-sport coach um, at high school level. Um, mostly football, baseball, basketball. Once I started getting older and into things, he switched to football, wrestling, and baseball. So that <laughs> basketball is my main sport. So wrestling didn't overlap with my basketball too much. But um, so that's where the ball came from. Was because if I wasn't at my own event, you know, or practice or game or whatever, I was usually running around on the sidelines at, at one of his. Um, you know, I was that little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the coach's son running up and down the sideline, yeah. you know, fetching the balls or, you know, messing around with the, the players that were sitting <laughs> on the bench or whatever. So, um, yeah, so that was where the ball came from. So that was it just because you're a baller. The guys, got, <laughs> the guys got creative and, you know, realized that wall and ball rhymed. Yeah, so. cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, you said you were playing basketball before your, uh, your, and your knee was bothering you and you found F3. I was that's that was my sport. I played in high school basketball, and I played pickup basketball in adult leagues until uh, until I started F three basically. And I was getting more and more injuries. And what dial up has recently recently found out is these explosive movements can can uh, you don't you don't respond to those as well as you used to when you're younger, right? Yeah, <laughs> pulled a hammy last week. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. We had a guy cue uh, workout, and he had had him doing sprints. I was at work, so I couldn't be there, and. I've only got two speeds, walking and running, but these guys have more gears than that. So, you know, Ooh. they're doing sprints and, uh, yeah, tweak the hammy, huh? Trying to keep up with the young guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know, I know the feeling. I, I, I do get out and play basketball every once in a while, and when I get done, it, I, I usually don't have a problem playing. Right. The cardio is not, not bad yeah. for me. Like, I can go play and not be tired, and a lot of the guys I'm playing with are dying, you know, and mm-hmm. they, get, they, they don't like guarding me because I'm just constantly running around, and they hate having chased me around the court but the next day i am i'm worn out i'm so sore yeah in just yeah. places that i'd never you know didn't think i would be sore it's just why does that hurt yeah. what is this what is this even that's hurting right now i don't even know what this is <laughs> so yeah I, I know exactly what you mean yeah that's how i was I, I was if i played a game of pickup basketball if i played for an hour and a half i couldn't do anything for the next two days you know when i hit my 50s yeah. But if I do F3, I get an, a better overall workout. I don't get as many injuries, broken fingers, you know, twisted ankles, yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, and I can actually work out again. You know, I'm sore, but I can work out again. So, yeah. yeah. I retired three years ago from basketball. <laughs> My wife's happy about that. Yeah. One day I got, uh, I, I was, bet. I used to play early in the morning. I, I went to play um, and uh, I, I was toward the end of the, of the, of the session. You know, we play multiple pickup games and, I went for a rebound. The guy in front of me, he couldn't jump as high, and I was over him, and I got the ball, and as I came down, he was coming up, and his elbow hit me right in the eye. I squealed like a girl. I mean, it hurt so bad. <laughs> right in the eyeball. And uh, immediately, my eye swelled up to the point where I couldn't see out of it, like instantaneously swelled, swelled up like that. So that, you know, well, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. So I just go home, uh, take a shower, and I get in bed, and my wife's still asleep, but she wakes up, rolls over, looks at me. I got this big, giant, swollen eye. It's like, why? So... Yeah, she she made me go to the doctor. I'm like, well, I have to go to the doctor, and you know, family doctor's like, I don't know what to do with you. He sent me over to ophthalmology. Guys, like, I think you might have a little area retina might be detached. So he takes me takes me in a room next door, and he starts lasering my retina right there, right off the thing, and that was miserable. And he wasn't sure. Like, I don't know if it is or not, but let's just do it. And like, oh, yeah. So basketball's been good to me. (laughs) So and and unlike unlike F three, ophthalmology is is not always free of charge. True, true, true. Absolutely. I don't even know what the bill was. So, so Wallball, you had a buddy you were working out with and going to the gym with. Did you ever get him to go out for, uh, come out to an F3 beatdown? No, I, I didn't. I, I offered, I tried. Um, and there was actually another guy um, that was working out with us too. But um, the guy that was kind of leading the workouts um, for us was, he got he was a football coach. And so that was part of the reason that he couldn't, he just lost ran out of time and couldn't do it because they were having early morning workouts and all this stuff. And so, um, I, I tried, um, but he kind of just quit working out altogether. And that was the reason we quit working out at the gym together. And then, um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't have any time to work out anymore. And then basically by the time football season was done, um, you know, or I guess that's kind of about when COVID started getting crazy. And, um, we, uh, then like I said, that's kind of when my wife and I, we were heading, you know, we we were focused on Montana at that point. We had a lot of stuff to do to get get ready, and 
I'd go work out, but I didn't have, you know, I was working full time and, you know, F3, Nantan, six days a week, you know, workouts and uh, trying to get the house ready to move to, to Montana and, you know, you had kids homeschool, you know, everybody's kids was homeschool at that point. So oh, right. Yeah. There's a, a lot going, <laughs> a lot going on. on. Um, for, for the Wallball family at that point. Yeah. Well, tell us uh, um, how you, how it was for you growing up. You played sports, obviously. Your dad was a coach. What, what was life like for young yep. Wallball? Uh, yeah, little little Wallball. Um, yeah, I was an active kid. Um, both my parents were, were teachers. Um, and, uh, you know, four. I'm the oldest of four. So, uh, you know, my, my parents are incredibly hard workers to have enough, you know, food and, and bandwidth to take care of four kids and pay for four kids, you know, being two teachers, um, teachers don't make very much money. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and I, I kind of realized this, um, you know, I'm out in Montana now, the rest of my family's still back in Georgia and my mom gives me a hard time and tells me I don't come home enough. And I tell her I can't come home because one travel from where we are in Montana to get to Georgia it's really to get to anywhere from here is, is kind of a nightmare, but, um, you know, I tell her I'm too busy. I gotta, I gotta work mom. And I told her, you know, she told me I was working too much and need to take a break. And I told her it was her fault because, you know, she worked so hard and, you know, that was, you know, the, the virtues that she instilled in me, her, you know, my dad and, and, and she did, uh, just seeing them as, as hard as they work. And it's not like they, you know, we're workaholics and I never saw him because I just, you know, told you guys I was always with my dad at his practice. And, mm-hmm. you know, if he was out of town, my mom was, you know, always there. I mean, then, like I said, my dad changed his coaching schedule so that he could be at my basketball games. And um, so a lot of support from them. I don't know how they did it because I've only got two kids right now. <laughs> it seems like yeah, uh, I'm, I'm stretched thin dealing with just two kids. But, uh, you know, like I, 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 I you know, it was, I just saw my mom in June, so it's not like I haven't seen her in forever, but, you know, she was already, as soon as I leave, she's like, when are you coming back? Yeah. And I was like, mom, I just saw you. And I was like, this is your fault, though. I was like, you and dad, you know, taught me to be a hard worker. Right. And, uh, you know, probably, I probably work more than I should, but, um, you know, that's, that's why I can't get away, mom. So. Do they come and visit you in Montana? They can come come up to the old Big Sky Country. Uh, I know that's what you would think. I know yeah. they would love it, um, but no, they're they're to the age where I think travel would be too much for them. They've yeah. got some health problems, and I don't think travel the travel this far is uh, would would be too much uh, for them. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to uh, Georgia Tech, right? You got your degree in engineering from Georgia Tech. Ah, uh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it, I was not the traditional um, student there. I, I, it took me ten years to get a, a five-year degree, uh, basically. <laughs> uh, but again, I guess that was my parents' fault because they taught me to be a hard worker, and and I, I started interning or co-oping as a as an undergrad, and you know I'd work full time at an engineering firm, and then go back to school full time for a semester, and then I'd work full time for a semester at an engineering firm, and go back to school. So I did that for undergrad. It took me five years to get my undergrad. And then I, uh, it took me five more years to get a, a one year master's program, uh, <laughs> I had to finish a one year's master's program. At that time I was working full time and, uh, you know, trying to get my master's part time. Um, yeah, that sounds like a right, so. a good way to do it though. You were actually getting practical experience while you were doing the didactic part, which is, you know, taking classes and stuff. It, it was, uh, Interesting. I don't know that there was two, that the professors at Georgia Tech, because, you know, that's a very academic school. A lot of research goes on there. And uh, I did have some good professors that had practical experience that had worked in the private sector um, before they got back into teaching or went back to school to get their doctorate or whatever. But a lot of the professors, it was just, it was really frustrating because it's like, this is, I mean, all right, I'm going to learn it. I got to learn it. But this isn't really applicable in real life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is, this is not how it is. And then, it was kind of weird because a lot of the kids, like, like at that point, kids, you know, they were, you know, 21 or something. Uh, you know, I'm like, let's see, at that point, I probably was, I was almost 30. I was like late 20s. And then you got these kids that are early 20s, um, you know, kind of still in party mode, you know, college, whatever. I've got, like, I own a house. I'm married. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, I, I passed the professional engineer exam before I had graduated with my master's and, so like 
all these kids were like, whoa, you're, you know, you're already a PE. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, here's my business card. See? And, you know, like, <laughs> so that was that, like I said, that was kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit weird that, that this last, uh, you know, year and a half or so where I'd kind of hit some of these, like, I don't know, career milestones, but still, still plugging along at the, on my masters. Were you the, were, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I did it. It was, it was a, it was a good, uh, learning process and I'm, I'm glad I did it that way. Cause that was kind of back during, you know, the recession in the, you know, 2007, eight, nine, right around 10, right around there. And so mm-hmm. that was, uh, I was happy to be able to keep my job during, during that time. And, and, uh, you know, still kind of be able to work through my master's. Cause I think if I not done that, I wouldn't have been able to have gotten a job coming out. So, yeah. you know, coming out of school and finishing school. I was, was going to ask, were you the kid in class that uh, the, you know, the professor would be talking about some scenario or something like that and going through the, the textbook <clears throat> answer or the textbook process and you'd raise your hand and be like, that, yeah, that's not going to work, you know, in the real world because. <laughs> uh, no, I, I never tried to, uh, to show up or t- tell the professors how smart I was because I realized at the end of the day they, they held my grade, you know, in, in hand and, and, and they, were, they were really smart. You know, their, their research was valid and, and good. Um, it's just a lot of times in, in homework groups or, or yeah. something like that, I would be like, guys, look in real life though, this isn't how you do it. Or, you yeah. know, when you go to work, this, this isn't, this doesn't really they teach in, in college how to grease the palms of the unions and, you know, <laughs> the mafia, you know, get the concrete in and no, no none of that. None of that. None of All that. right. <laughs> at, at, at least not at Georgia tech. There's, I'm sure there's schools that, that, that do, <laughs> but yeah, not, not down there. Did you have to, you know, it's amazing to me, you're building walls. It sounds simple, right? But it's actually um, some of the stuff that you see, especially I'm amazed at the, I don't know what you call it, engineering, I guess, architecture of back in the old age, you know, before Christ kind of stuff. I mean, you look at the Romans and what they built and Ephesus. I went, we just visited Ephesus not long ago. Uh, I don't know what made me think of this, but it's like, you know, I'm just amazed at what they could do back then. It. It's crazy. It blows my mind thinking about, you know, stuff that we're designing today with, you know, these crazy computer programs and all the stuff that we've learned over the past, you know, at least 2,000 years, if not three, four, five thousand years, really. Right. And, you know, we still have problems with stuff falling down or breaking or, you know, not, not working right. But then, yeah, you still, you got, you got stuff that's 5,000 years old, still, still standing in, you know, in Rome and yeah, right. Ephesus and, yeah. Egypt and that kind of stuff. It's, it is kind of mind blowing. Um, you know, the, the stuff, you know, how they do it, you know, cause yeah. every, every, everything I buy today breaks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as I, I used to say, if, uh, you know, at the, on, on December 26th, if half your kids toys weren't broken already, you didn't do Christmas, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it just seems like that's about how, how it is these days just nothing nothing seems to work like it should anymore yeah yeah it's, a, it's just it's they're a, doing like they're doing like calculus in the dirt back it's, then yeah it's a business model anymore i think we don't want to build things to last because, no of course not because you can then you have to buy then right, you have to exactly. buy more and then you get yeah. more, more, more yeah it used to be pride right. making your stuff last but right right that's that's a good point yeah all right so you got involved with f3 you quickly became nantan they, they must have seen some leadership qualities in you um to offer you that and you did it. Then you move out to Montana. Tell everybody where you're at in Montana and how you got F3 started out there. Yeah. So, um, actually it's kind of ironic. Um, and and one of my last posts, I guess, at F3 West Cobb, um, during the COT, you know, it was kind of a, uh, everybody, you know, there's, you know, was sad to see me move or whatever. And, and then, uh, you know, I kind of told him, I was like, well, this is, this is your fault that I'm moving, right? Because it was really a lot of the leadership principles from F3 that kind of made me realize like, all right, you know, this, you know, uh, we're in, we're in, uh, Northwest Montana. Um, I've got a Kalispell address. Um, Kalispell is the city. Uh, it's in Flathead County, um, right next to Whitefish, Montana. Uh, that's a ski town that maybe some of the listeners have heard of. And it's about, probably 40 minutes where I live now or my house is about 40 minutes west of Glacier National Park. So mm-hmm. to give you an idea, we're about like an, probably an hour from uh, maybe a little more than an hour, maybe, maybe two hours from Idaho and an hour from Canada, probably. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> so anyways, that's where I am. But my wife and I had decided probably 15 years ago, pretty shortly after we got married, that, that we wanted to move here and we couldn't really figure it out or, you know, make the big jump because both of our families were, were down in Georgia and, and Florida down in the Southeast. And, um, we were both born and raised in Georgia, you know, both had, had spent 40 years in Georgia. Um, and, and so we couldn't figure it out. We were a little scared, always kind of leaned back on the, well, uh, you know, I guess we'll just do when the kids leave and, you know, empty nesters will, will go. Um, you know, I was a little too, uh, I think I, I think I, I valued my job more than I should have my my career, I guess, mm-hmm. and just kind of felt like that was the most important thing, and I couldn't leave that behind, right? And then as I get involved with F three, um, you know, and start kind of realizing and, and getting the good leadership principles and values kind of instilled into me, I realized, yeah, I gotta I gotta leave myself, I gotta leave my family, and we gotta do do what's right for us and and what what we need to do. Um, and so that was kind of what precipitated really kind of the kick in the pants that, that I needed to, to get us, you know, to make this move. Um, and so get out here and I, I realized like, obviously I'd been involved with F3 at that point for about 15 months or so. And by the time we got out here and, um, <clears throat> kind of knew like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I gotta, I gotta get it going out here. I gotta meet some people and we got to start working out together. And so I met a couple guys, um, both through one, I was coaching a rec soccer league at my son, you know, soccer's rec soccer team that my son was on. Um, and, uh, one of the dads came up and kind of introduced himself and I was wearing a shirt that said, get uncomfortable. And so he was like, Hey, I like that shirt. You know, what, what's that about? And I don't know. He, he, uh, I joke that his actually it was a co-ed team. His daughter was on the team, and so I, I joke that he was making sure I wasn't some creepy dude that was <laughs> trying to convince his daughter that <laughs> being uncomfortable is okay. <laughs> but uh, no, he 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 was a he played baseball in college, and so I think he was like, "Hey, I think I like this guy's mentality. Let me go see what this guy's about." And so we ended up, uh, you know, kind of hanging out, and you know, so finally I was like, "Hey, why don't you meet me up here at the soccer fields at you know five thirty, and we'll we'll work out." And so. You know, I worked out together for a little while, and then the next season, my son ended up on a different team, and I wasn't coaching. And he, uh, there was a dad that, um, well, actually, I was coaching. I wasn't supposed to coach, and I got roped into coaching. <laughs> so me and this other dad got roped into coaching to help the head coach, and um, so the assistant, other the other assistant coach dad ended up. Uh, he and I, you know, I invited him, and so there's three of us that kind of launched uh, F3 Glacier um, in October of 2021 and uh then you know it was just the three of us that was a really terrible time to launch in northwest montana because it gets really dark and really (laughs) cold and nobody wants to come outside and do anything and so uh, it was just three of us all winter but at least we had you know the other two uh Mm -hmm. to kind of lean on and 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 talk with and and fellowship with and um and, and, and drink coffee with. And so uh, then that following spring, probably that next April, I think, is really kind of when it started growing. I want to say we added like four or five guys real quick, like in April and May um, that next year. And uh, it's been growing ever since. I think by the end of 21, I think we had 10 guys probably. And then now we, we're probably 15 to 20. And we've got two two different AOs going out or two different locations. Um, one spot goes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The next spot, uh, goes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and I don't know if it'll happen this year, but I got a feeling next year we'll probably have a third, mm-hmm. third AO open up, um, kind of in the middle of those two. So, um, we're, we're getting there. So you were, you're the shovel flag planter and Nantan again. That's right. Yes. Um, and it was a totally different process. You know, I kind of, I, I told the, the previous Nantan and West Cobb that, Hey, you know, I'd love to, to be Nantan, but I'm leaving soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to kind of get plugged in and see kind of the inner workings and see how this, you know, works so that I can get it going when I get to Montana. And, um, again, you know, obviously that, that, that was fine. And so we kind of did that, but starting a brand new region, like, 
is you know just the mustard seed. It's not even really a starfish, right? By three terms, it's just I was I was the first one in the state, and there's not another one. I want to say Boise is probably the next closest region, and it's like I don't know. It's probably eight to ten hour drive. I would I would mm-hmm. guess. I don't. Know, I haven't been to Boise yet, but you know, it's definitely a, an airplane it ride. You know, in terms of efficiency, um, or long long car ride. But uh, I think Rapid City is like twelve hours away. That one that one might be pretty close, uh, 12 hour drop. But anyways, um, yeah, just kind of coming out here, didn't know anybody trying to start a brand new region. Like, Hey, how do I do this? Where's the form I fill out? Mm-hmm. You know, where's the bat symbol that I put in the air to get people to come? <laughs> like, you know, what, what is this? You know, how, how do I do it? But I knew, I knew I needed it. And, um, you know, I think part of that was kind of the, the drive that led me to, to, to kind of get it going and, and get it, you know, get that ball rolling. Yeah, sounds like you're doing pretty good. Because I just, I, I just looked up Whitefish just to kind of see where you're at in the map, and looks like looks like a pretty small town. Population is only like eight thousand, nine thousand, right? Whitefish is incredibly small. I think Kalispell has thirty thousand, maybe, but it's it's very uh, population density is very low. Um, it's a whole bunch of pastures, and uh, I know in the state, and I would bet. Probably, I know in the, in the state of Montana, I think there's more cows than people. Um, in our in Kalispell, I'd say it might be a one to one ratio. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, there's there's not a lot of not a lot of people out here. And I apologize if I missed this, but why why whitefish? Was it a, did you find a job in Montana that led you to whitefish, or was it just a spot you chose? Or no, we had we had been out here and visited. We we do have we know kind of a, a, an, a one of my wife's family friends, uh, lives in a neighboring city. It's, uh, it's probably, they probably live maybe 45 minutes from where we are now, but we'd come to visit them a while ago just to kind of visit and go to Glacier Park and mess around whitefish. Um, they've got a, like I said, they've got a ski mountain and it's great for hiking in the summer. And, um, so when we got out here, we just fell in love with it. And, and, uh, you know, my, we, my wife and I knew we wanted to move somewhere different out of Georgia. Um, you know, when we got married, that was one thing we had talked about while we were, you know, kind of newlyweds or even before we got married. And, um, so we traveled a lot before we had kids to figure out where we were going to go. And it was, it was weird. We'd go to a bunch of different places, but we'd always, and we'd come back here every couple of years and it was like, yep, that's the spot. And it's like, let's just make sure and we'll go some visit somewhere else. We'd go visit a couple of different places. You know, we try to take every three-day weekend or turn a three-day into a four-day weekend or, you know, we use all our vacation traveling around the U.S. trying to find a, a cool spot and it just, we couldn't, it was just where we, where we, you know, what we liked, yeah. um, you know, where, where we wanted to be. Um, so we, we kind of like the small town feel. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course, like I, like I mentioned in the summer, there's plenty of mountains to hike. We're not too far from Glacier National Park in the winter. Um, we can ski. Um yeah, you know, if you if you if there's, I mean, there's almost too many things to do. I mean, you can snowmobile and ice fish in the winter. Um, in the summer, in the summer, it gets really overwhelming because there's rafting, camping, hiking. I mean, just almost almost too many yeah. outdoor activities to, yeah. to fit them all in. So you, you mentioned um, all your different AOs and stuff. Um, do they do you do different things at the various AOs? Like, is one a running, one is a rucking, one's a boot camp? Are they all the same? So it's funny you say that because um, this summer we've had a few visitors and, uh, you know, come in to visit Glacier National Park. And we had a guy come in, um, I guess just yesterday, and I think he posted at the other spot this morning, he posted at uh, the, the, uh, the, the Rapids is the one that I go to. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so he, he posted there yesterday. And he said he was going to go to the mill this morning, which is the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And he was a big guy. He was a Clydesdale for sure. And, uh, and he had his two kids with him. You know, they were, I think maybe nine and 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, was, uh, I'll give I'll give him a shout. It was, uh, Plinko from, where's Plinko from? Plinko was from Aggieland, F3 Aggieland. Um, and then his two kids, Vike and Pie. But, uh, we had a we had a kind of a long jog, warm up jog to get to this uh, this flight of stairs. That the entire workout was stairs. We just went <laughs> up the stairs mm-hmm. in different fashions, and then when we got back, and then we'd come back down and do 
like an arm exercise and then go back up the stairs in a different manner. But anyways, uh, on the way out, he asked, he was like, Whoa, he's like, is this the running AO? You know? And, yeah. and he's like, is the other one, you know, he's like, how's the other one different? You know? And I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, this isn't technically a running AO, but there's definitely more runners, you know, at, in the whitefish location. And then the summer's location, the, the mill, um, does seem to be the Clydesdales. They actually, on uh, Wednesday, I think they, I think they had their first ruck beat down where mm-hmm. they all brought a rucksack and, and, uh, you know, one guy was like a former Olympic power lifter and, um, you know, one guy's pretty big into the rucking culture. So, and then one guy's just a big, strong dude. Um, <laughs> so, uh, those guys are definitely kind of the bigger guys. So it's not officially a running or rucking or, you know, heavy, you know, anything, both of them, I guess are technically boot camp, but, just based on the guys that are there, it seems like one of them is a little more lighter, speedier guys, and the other one is the bigger, stronger guys. <laughs> yeah, just kind of naturally went that way. Got to get them mixed in with each other. Yeah, but yeah, well, in in, in the winter, in the in the winter, it's they both turn into kind of strength because you can't. There's nowhere to run. Everything's iced up and mm-hmm. snow everywhere, and um, so you know, in the in the winter. Uh, those if if the if the big strong guys from the mill come up to to the rapids, um, you know they're, they they got to bring us a lighter weight if, if they're bringing they're bringing <laughs> toys from home mm-hmm. they got they got to bring two options right because yeah. we we can't pick up the same stuff they can pick up yeah <laughs> what's the uh, what's the coldest beatdown you guys have had out there? Uh, it was this past December I think it was December twenty seventh the wind chill was negative 40. Wow. Wow. Um, pretty cool. I, think the, I think the temperature was like negative 28 or something like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was, and it just happened that I was on a Wednesday. So whatever that Wednesday was right after Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I, you can look up the weather, I guess, to see, to confirm, but I, in the winter, I usually will take a screenshot of, you know, whatever it is at the time. And um, a lot of times I'll post it on, on our Twitter page, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or take a, you know, a lot, and all of our, you know, post beat down picks, you know, there's snow everywhere. And um, we had this one guy come up from Jacksonville. Um, you guys may have seen, he, he was making noise uh, this past, or I guess last uh, Iron Packs season, uh, Pink Panther out of Jacksonville. He had come up earlier that year i think in like february to ski and uh he made us take a take a, a shirtless picture <laughs> in the snow um <laughs> that was that was pretty pretty funny but yeah cool. it, it's the snow hits in november or so and then just kind of stays until april um so and you wanted um, to move there <laughs> <laughs> most people are that? and you wanted to move there oh they, I, actually my wife and i we were just talking she I mean, both of us, it's kind of like, all right, I like the summer, but I'm, I'm already looking forward to, to winter. To, oh boy. To, to yeah. the snow, to the cold. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty hot natured. So I don't, I like it. Yeah. I like it colder. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was actually this, this past winter, we, uh, some of our friends back in Georgia were complaining because an ice storm came through and it knocked the power out. And, um, they're, uh, they were complaining they thought they were going to have to go to a hotel because the their temperature inside their house. I can't remember what it was. I want to say it got to like I think it was it was fifty eight, mm-hmm. and they were freaking out because inside that it was fifty eight, and we were laughing at them because and this was in like I don't know January or something. We were laughing because we were like we have our heat set on sixty right now, like it's <laughs> sixty degrees on purpose in our house right yeah. now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's, it's it's kind of funny, yeah. So, anyways, that kind of gives you an idea of I, I I like the cold, the heat. I mean, I can deal with the heat. Like I said, I lived in Georgia for four years, and so it's kind of comical to me when people out here complain about the heat because I'm like, even if it's a hundred degrees, I'm like, it's this this hundred is a is a cooler hundred yeah, than the hundred in the humidity down yeah. in the southeast. So it, it, uh, no doubt. Yeah. I, I, I prefer the cold. I can deal with the heat, but I, I definitely prefer the cold. All right. So you've done some coaching, right? So you coach, did you coach in high school? Yeah. Um, following your dad's footsteps. I, oh, um, you know, I think, I don't know. I, I, he, 
obviously had a big influence on me and, and, um, you know, kind of growing up, always kind of thought it would be cool to be a coach when I was, when I was a player in, in high school. Um, and then, you know, I kind of played and, and kind of coached, you know, teams of my friends in, in college, you know, through intramurals and things like that. And, um, uh, but yeah, now, um, I coached my son in soccer for a few years and then he got really good and I'm like, Hey, I taught you everything. I know. I don't know anything about soccer. You, we got to find you a real coach for soccer. But, um, well, when we got out here, the, the, the high school needed a, needed some help with the basketball team. And so I, I helped out with a camp, um, in the summer and, uh, you know, they ended up, they were like, all right, yeah, we like you. Um, you know, came in for some interview and all that. And, um, hired me on as like the, it's, it's the, the C team, which is kind of a, it's like below JV, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you got varsity JV and then the C team. So, you know, a lot of schools might consider it like a ninth grade team or something like that, but, um, or, or a, a frosh team, you know, but, uh, um, yeah, I guess at our school, it's, it's all the kids that, you know, need, need a little extra work. So it's a lot of ninth graders, but there might be some 10th graders in there. There may be some eighth graders in there that are pretty good that want to play up. And there may be some seniors or juniors that need some rehab time. You know, they're coming off an injury or, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, something like that to, to kind of get some reps in. So, um, you know, I, I enjoy working with those guys and, um, you know, it, 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 it kind of, um, you know, when they, when the coach, told me, you know, I was like, look, I, you know, I'm a little short dude. I'm 5'10", you know, in, in high heels. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, the, the, the varsity coach, he's a big, big, tall, lanky guy, played in college, you know, and he's like, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll you know, happy to happy to have you on and, you know, uh, look forward to working with you. And I was like, look, you know, I was like, I didn't play in college. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to teach these kids how to dunk, but I'm a scrappy little white dude that, you know, I can teach these kids some good footwork. And, yeah. And how to shoot and how to play defense. So, um, you know, I think that those talents, I think, translate well to the to the C team, which are, you know, kids that probably aren't going to play in college anyways, um, you know, but at least try to teach them the game and not just the game of basketball, but, you know, how to be, how to work on a team, how to be a man, how to deal with, you know, failure, how to deal with success. Um, you know, I mean, really, that's kind of the way I look at it is kind of the way to, impart that on on you know basketball is kind of the vehicle to to teach these kids about how to how to be a man yeah right? that's good stuff man I, yeah. so we had a we have a workout on wednesdays called 30 for 30 workout for 30 minutes we stole it from camo texas but or from camo from katie texas but um um there's a question that we discussed for about 30 minutes afterward the question this week was on exhortation dial up i wasn't there dial up. What, what how was the question posed do you remember can you yeah it's <laughs> can you can you extort folks to extort extort? Sorry. We've been joking about that too. <laughs> We've been joking about that too much this week. What one of the guys mistakenly said that you can use it, that the, that the E in vape was extortion. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's been going through our mind, but basically, yeah, the discussion was, was focused on, you know, can you, uh, can you encourage and support folks to, you know, to, 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 to uh, get folks to follow you or, or motivate them? If you, if you haven't had experience in doing those things yourself, essentially was the, the discussion topic. And, and so we talked about, you know, the fact that um, it, in a lot of ways we think you can, mm-hmm. um, it can be a hindrance though, in some ways, because some folks might lack a little bit more respect if they, if they know that you don't, that you haven't been there, you haven't done that yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beach ball was using the example of, you know, at, because I've never run a half marathon. Like, so for me to go in and try and encourage someone to run a half marathon, I, I, you know, I don't really, and, and if I, because I might be able to encourage them to do it, but at the same time, I can't speak from any experience and right. they might be like, well, why are you telling me to do a half marathon? And I can't really believe you that it's not that bad when you haven't done one yourself, essentially. Uh, so you lack, lack those abilities. Um, so that was part of the discussion and then Tuner had a kind of a neat idea or kind of a, a different spin on things too, where he talked about, um, your lack of experience can be a positive thing in encouraging someone to do something. And his example was he was the first one in his family to go to college. Right. And so his, yeah. you know, his dad was like, you know, Hey, you don't want to make the same mistake as me. And that, like, you know, not, 
not going to college is it's not for everybody but his dad's lesson was like you know don't don't make the same mistake that i did you know like if, if there's something that you want to do like and, and learn about like go, go to college mm-hmm. like don't don't avoid it. Don't skip out on it because of the commitment that it is. And so that encouraged and inspired Tuner to, to go to college and you know, study computer science like he does. Um, so, yeah, so it was a good discussion. Yeah, it was on the um, the Q source principle of exhortation. Yeah, not extortion. <laughs> right, not extortion. <laughs> to exhort people over obstacles, right? So, I don't know. What do you think, Wallball? Can you exhort people over obstacles, trials in their life if you haven't experienced that? I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know the... I guess the meat or the heart, the, the full value of the word exhort, I guess. But um, I feel like I, I was kind of thinking the same thing that you guys were just talking about with Tuner, where, you know, and, and, and part of my reason to, to move to Montana when we did was I didn't want to be, I didn't want to uh, regret something uh, you know, have this regret for not doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so when you were kind of talking about, you know, I'd rather um, regret doing something and, and learn from it, um, you know, have that experience, um, you know, and, and be able to, you know, even if it turns out poorly or bad, mm-hmm. you know, to realize like, Oh geez, well that was a bad idea. I'm not doing that again. Rather than have that like, Oh man, I, I wished I'd done this thing. That yeah. now I can't, I don't have the opportunity to do again. And so uh, I think it sounds like Tuner's dad kind of had that mentality where he's like, look, don't make the mistake I did. Yep. You need to go to college. And now I, you need to go. Once you get there, I don't know how to do it, but, you know, figure it out and, right. and I'll help you figure it out if you need it or I'll be there to talk with you, whatever. Um, and, and another example that just came to mind, I, I just saw a headline that um, another NFL team, just hired another female coach mm-hmm. and obviously these female coaches didn't play in the NFL. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but they must be really good at it. I mean, these are billion dollar industries. They're not just hiring <laughs> random people to, they're not just paying them whatever to not be able to contribute and, 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 you know, teach these incredible athletes how to play better football. Right. <laughs> right? Like they, they, they got to know something about how to play football. Ball, even though they didn't play football, yeah. right? Um, and so I think I think you can, um, you know, to 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 a point. You know, obviously you can get that person to a point, and 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 you're probably gonna you're gonna you're gonna fill that bucket up pretty quick. I guess you're gonna fill their you know the, the bucket that they have for you with that that you don't have any experience mm-hmm. in in that air, arena. It's going to fill up pretty quick, and you could probably motivate them, get them excited about it. But you're only going to be able to take them so far, yeah. right? And then they're going to have to go find somebody that can. I mean, it's kind of like kind of like what I just talked about with my son. Yeah, like I was I, thinking the same thing. I coached his soccer team. <clears throat> I coached his soccer team and, and taught him, you know, for probably three years, four years, maybe. And then it's like, well, I didn't play soccer, so I don't really know anything <laughs> else to teach you. You know, I watched some YouTube videos, and mm-hmm. I kind of motivated you, and I got you. You know, he, you know, he's a big. Big time soccer, you know, loves soccer now. That's his sport, not basketball. Yeah. If it's basketball, then I, I could help him a lot more. Right. Right. But, you know, I kind of encouraged him and helped him and, and, and tried to motivate him along the way, his, his soccer path, and still do. But, you know, I, I, I did as much as I could, you know, uh, early on. And now it's kind of like, all right, I got to turn you over to the experts because I taught you everything I know. So, <laughs> yeah. The, the struggle. I think, I, think, I, I think you can. Yeah. Um, you, it, but it's only going to go so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the the struggle in in coaching a sport that you didn't play is the demonstration part. Yeah, exactly. Right, you know, you and I coach yeah. you coach soccer as well, and yeah, like once you got beyond like a lot of the fundamental skills, like I I I, I couldn't demonstrate for the guys how to right, do certain right. skills and stuff like that. It's yeah, like, so I, I, yeah, I would need one of them to do it or someone else to do it. Right. Yeah, we both coach soccer. We didn't play it. I I said like I said I played basketball. I just tend kind of treat it strategically at least like basketball with your feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. which turned out to be a really good way to play. But, um, but I had to learn how to teach, how to, how to trap the ball, pass the ball, shoot the ball with the right technique and stuff like that, which isn't that hard to learn, but, but demonstrating it, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta get at least a little bit of skill yourself to be able to de- demonstrate what's, but when you're, yeah. you, you're really smart, if you get an older soccer player to come in and help you and they could demonstrate yeah, for you, yeah. which I had early on <clears throat> until I got it at least good enough that I could at least show them what I'm talking about and then they could put it into practice. But yeah, absolutely. That's a good answer, man. All right. 
All right. Any other questions there to dial up for my friend? I think I got them all. Yeah. Other than I, I, I you know, if you if you stay if you stay there, which I, I don't sound like there's any reason for you to leave, I, I definitely want to get out and do a beatdown with you. My daughter, we we tend to travel every few years. We hit another national park, and my my daughter's recently been talking a lot about Glacier. We just we just kind of hit the Zion and uh, Grand Canyon and Bat or not. Uh, Bryce and uh, some of those this mm-hmm. year, but uh, she's she's recently been talking a lot about glaciers. So uh, I think that's on the horizon for us at some point here in the in the relatively near future. So hopefully Good. we get out there. Yeah, it seems it seems like it's uh, I don't know it's vacation week or month because we had we we've, we've had a, quite a few visitors in the past probably three weeks yeah. uh, four weeks we we've had we had I think two different I think one guy came from I was out of town but I think we had one guy from Denver. Uh, I can't remember where the other guy might have been from Texas a couple weeks ago when I was out of town. And then, like I said, we had one guy come in this morning or yesterday, this morning. I think he's coming back tomorrow. We got another visitor coming tomorrow from, I think, North Carolina. And then I come in Monday from, oh, where's he from? I can't remember where he's from. We got a guy coming Monday from somewhere else. So, That's cool. yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I, I enjoy um, the visitors because as, as the Nantan and kind of the founder, I guess, um, of F3 Glacier, nobody else out here has any frame of reference for what F3 sure, is. Right, yeah, right? Right, like, yeah. You know, they, I, I came from it and kind of saw that culture in Atlanta and then, you know, in West Cobb. And then I get out here and I'm just trying to teach these guys or, you know, explain it to them or, you know, uh, you know, you know, what is it? Uh, exemplified or, you know, whatever, so that hopefully they can pick up on it. Cause everybody that we've, you know, EH has just been a friend or a neighbor and it's like, Hey, come on out to this, you know, we're going to go work out in the morning and, um, you know, here's how we do the warm up, and here's how we, you know, here's what circle of trust is. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to give you a name and, you know, and, and I, I, I try when people, when, when a lot of the, the guys and a lot of the packs here, when they travel, I'll try to find that the, the close. I'm like, where are you going? What city? What hotel are you in? Okay, here's, you know, three AOs, the, the yeah. closest three AOs, you know, go to one. Right. And uh, I'm trying to, there's one guy that I think has, you know, like I said, there's probably 15 of us. I'd say three or four of them are relatively new this year. Um, of, of the 10 that were here last year, I want to say only one of them has, has actually been downrange to a, you know, a, a, another um, F three B down, yeah. um, you know, and so I, I, a lot of guys just don't travel. A lot of guys just stay here, um, you know. So I, I kind of get that, but it, it it drives me crazy when I know some like when somebody's going to Seattle. I'm like, seriously, you, yeah. you couldn't like don't you can't tell me you're not near an AO. Right. There's yeah. like a million. They're in all Seattle. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so it's like, come on, you just wake up a little early. You could probably just walk outside and, and, and go, you know, right. run a mile and, and be at a, at a beat down. So right. um, well, maybe those yeah, guys. I try to, I, I try to, you know, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a, kind of like a, a, an at home missionary. I'm like, look, you go somewhere else <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and get a beat down. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be here. But when you go somewhere else, go, go get that beat down yeah. elsewhere. Maybe those guys showing so up at your place this year, they'll, uh, that'll, that'll encourage your guys to, to post down range. Yeah. And that's gotta be cool. Yeah. I mean, that's like an alien coming to visit your planet, right? That's like, Ooh, these, these guys are coming from F threes from all around the country. Yeah. Right. And showing up and working out with you guys. Right. So it's kind of cool. I'm sure whenever they roll in for the guys, yeah. so for the guys to see like, wow, it's, it's yeah. cool. It's kind of the opposite. I try to get people when they travel to go get a beat down and they seem like they never do. Yeah. But yeah, the guys that come here to visit Glacier, they come and they work out with us and I'm like, yeah. see guys, I told you it's cool. You're supposed to do this <laughs> yeah. when you're on vacation. Right. You know, everybody does it. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's no, it's awesome when we have, we have guest guest packs come in and actually the guy coming tomorrow, um, I convinced him to, to queue. So, nice. um, you know, it's always nice to uh, when 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 I hear that people are coming. I always try to see if see if I can convince them to queue, um, yeah. just to get some fresh ideas and right. you know let 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 the local guys know that hey, you know, wall ball's not crazy. This is this is how everybody does. It, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Either that or you're both crazy. All right, <laughs> that's true. F three dudes true. going out to to whitefish to check on uh, wall ball. Yeah. All right. All right, buddy. Uh, last two questions. You've already had them once, so you, you get to you know re-answer them. 
there okay. but for the first time to the public. Uh, if you were to pick somebody, you know, it could be somebody from the ancient past or whatever or present that would be your inspiration or hero, who would you pick? Um, yeah, la- you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I haven't changed my mind from last time. Yeah. So uh, I feel like, you know, the, the correct answer here is Jesus. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think that's the, the obvious answer. Uh, so I'm going to skip over that. But uh, and, and go with my dad. Just as I've obviously mentioned him quite a few times during, you know, this, uh, you know, this, what, what is this recording a podcast? An yeah. Interview? podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. All <laughs> my, the above. My dad. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously now kind of inadvertently just kind of following in his footsteps as, you know, as, as, a, as a coach myself. Um, and, um, you know, he obviously had a big, big part in my life and a, and a big part in, all those kids that, that he coached over the years. I mean, he was a coach for like 30 years or something. Um, you know, like full-time coach, you know, I'm kind of a part-time coach, full-time engineer. Um, <laughs> and, and so it's kind of, it, it was cool back home, you know, growing up, like he was like a local celebrity, you yeah. know, like we, we, we'd go to Walmart or, you know, dinner anywhere we went to dinner, usually one of the servers or somebody behind the counter, you know, was like, Oh, Hey coach Simpson. You know, and then right. we go sit down, and somebody else in the restaurant was like, "Oh, hey, coach, them." You know, I mean, you go to Walmart, you know, go to the grocery store, or whatever, and people are, you know, "Oh, coach Simpson, hey, how you doing?" And so, you know, I, obviously, uh, you know, I'm not doing it for the fame, but <laughs> it was, uh, you know, he he had a big part in people's people's lives, you know, shape, shaping those those kids, those uh, you know, that turned into adults. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think I think that kind of. Um, I, I think I kind of got back into coaching once I had, or, you know, that kind of my brain kind of reset because once I had my own son, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, you know, my first child, um, it was kind of, I, I kind of remembered that, I guess it was like, wow, you know, I'm having an impact on his life. He's looking at to me for guidance and direction. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, well, you know, I guess I should get back, you know, kind of reset that, you know, that coaching bug in my mm-hmm. head. Cause I can have that same impact on, Kids that are mine, right. you know, and 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 try to try to lead them the way that that my dad led, you know, those all the kids that he coached and 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 led, you know, his four four kids. So yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Coaches have have a huge impact for they better do. or worse, yeah. good or bad, right? Huge, yeah. <clears throat> a great opportunity there to um, mentor <clears throat> kids and in, in the right way. All right, uh, last question is: What do you, this is your chance to speak to the men of America? What's your message for the men of America? Um, whatever that thing is that you've been thinking about, you've been talking about, um, do it Yeah. or don't do it, you know, put it away and forget about it. Right. You know, if that's what your, what your conscience or, you know, whatever it is, you know, for most of us, it's the Holy spirit telling us to do something or not do something. Um, you know, when my wife and I knew we were going to move out here to Montana for 15 years or more. And the only regret that I have, people ask me all the time, oh, you know, I bet you regret moving out there, don't you? It's so cold. You know, you probably hate it. You don't know anybody. And it's like the only regret that I have is that I didn't move out here sooner. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, we knew this is where God wanted us. We knew um, this is where we were going to end up eventually. Um, and, and so, you know, it was kind of a, you know, I don't know why we waited so long. It was just that comfort, that inertia. <clears throat> you know, of, of just kind of sitting around and, and kind of just letting, you know, each day happen instead of kind of, you know, making each day your own. Right. Yep. Um, I actually uh, got a phone call from a guy maybe a month, a month and a half ago. And he was, he saw on, on LinkedIn that I, had, you know, moved out here and started my own business. And so he had, he had called and, and, or he had texted me, this guy I used to work with and, and he had since left and gone to a different company. I hadn't talked to him in a little while, but still had his number and he, he had texted me. He was like, Hey, you know, he's like, can I, can I talk to you sometime? He's like, I'm thinking about starting my own business and want to kind of know your process, you know, what, what you did. And so I told him, you know, kind of basically the same thing. I'm like, well, do it. Like if you're thinking about it or where it's that big of a, you know, if you've been thinking about it this long, like do it or, or don't like quit wasting that bandwidth, you know, that, that, you know, brain capacity, you know, either thinking about it or not thinking about it, like just do it or don't like, mm-hmm it sounded like he wanted to. And so I was really trying to encourage him to do it and kind of give him some of the tips and things that I, you know, kind of the stuff I'd gone through when I 
started my business and um and then you know i I followed up with him maybe two or three weeks ago and you know i was like hey what'd you decide you know you doing anything and he's like yeah you know i'm putting in you know three week four week notice or something and you know i I need to double check because i want to say he was his last day was maybe maybe the 31st just a couple days ago and um so anyways uh I, I hope it works out for him. I hope he doesn't go bankrupt and end up in you know jail and divorced or something. Maybe all because yeah. I encouraged him to, to right. quit his quit his job. But um, you know, it, it, it kind of seemed like that's what he wanted to do. And you know, it seems like so many people want to do something or know they're supposed to do something, and they just don't because they're scared. Yeah. Um, you know, or you know, they're comfortable doing the thing that they're currently doing. And when, when really the other thing is the the right thing to do. So, yeah. uh, kind of the Nike slogan, just, just do it. Just, just do it. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. live with the regrets of not doing something you wanted to do. Huh? That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, what was it? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. I, mean, I don't remember the whole quote, but the man, the man in the arena, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Be the man in the arena. You got it. All yeah. Right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Brother. All right, well, Ball, uh, dial up any other questions? I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. And I think we just spoke to a another high-impact high man. man. Yep. We did. All right. Well, Ball, thanks, man. Uh, keep enjoying that summer out there before the snow hits and doesn't go away forever. Won't be long. Yeah. Winter yeah, come, is coming, come as they say. All right. Yeah. All right, brother, don't God bless you. And don't lose the chip. Yeah. Don't lose it this time. <laughs> <laughs> you got that, Spielberg? Don't lose the chip, man. All right. All right, see you, brother. Peace out, brother. All right, guys. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week. And you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.